Hello and welcome to the Village Table. I'm Donna and I'm here with Janae. Hey, Janae. Hey, Donna. And <laughs> Pastor Josh. Yep, you got me on. Yeah, all the way from your office. I we know. flew you in at no expense. Yep, long way. <laughs> and Pastor Josh, you're with us today because we're going to talk about uh, Janae's going to kind of fill us in on this new kind of parenting. Is that is yeah, it new? I, I don't know if it's quite new, but um, it is newer um, called a practice called gentle parenting. Cool. And uh, you are an expert, right, Pastor Josh? Yeah, totally. And not at all. <laughs> that was sarcasm. What are the age of your kids? For uh, those? They're one, three, and five. Awesome. Awesome. So he's right at that nice young age where they're cute, adorable, and... Not gentle. <laughs> not gentle. <laughs> well, Janae, tell us a little bit about gentle parenting, where you learned about it, and kind of bring us up to speed on it. Um, well, that's something I kind of wanted to ask you, Donna, because I think a lot of times parents hear about gentle parenting, mm. and that's where they start with like, hey, yeah, I like this idea of being gentle with my kids and parenting. So um, if you heard gentle parenting, like you told me you didn't know anything about it, what would you assume that would be? Yeah, I would, I would assume we're softballing our kids a little bit, like, hey, please don't do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that it has come around, um, in this time where we are on a pendulum from, you know, a generation or two ago where people were really harsh and spanking and, um, being very firm with children and this understanding of like, Hey, we got to move it because that's not always the right way and that's not the best way it could hurt and harm children. So I think it has swung that pendulum over to gentle parenting. Now, now just to kind of rewind a little bit, I yeah. was of the generation of, you know, there could be, we, we went to timeout first. Yes. And then it may get a SWAT. On, yes. Um, but... The big parameters around it were never out of anger. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. So it kind of ha still has a place, that kind of parenting, but it's maybe knowing your child more. I think it's more of knowing your children, but more of how you're talking with them. Good. So instead of speaking in that angry, harsh voice, in a voice that is more of an even tone. And I think it comes from this... Um, understanding in psychology is children... They take off on, they, not take off, they relate to us how we're relating to them. So if we're speaking and yelling and getting angry at them, they're going to speak and yell and be angry with us. So if we are keeping an even tone and being calm and being gentle, we're putting that into their court so they know how to respond back to us. Right. And, and as we look at different parenting styles... Yes. As we look at yet another one, it's basically knowing your child and what, how they're going to best respond. So I don't need to worry about putting my 27-year-old into counseling now because I did <laughs> put him in timeout and SWAT, right? And I think, I think it's not that they have to be in counseling, but like we understand our emotional psyche a whole lot better. And so um, because of knowing kids and how they develop, especially in that social emotional, this is one way of talking with them. That's going to help them to learn how to regulate their emotions because as adults, we're regulating our emotions. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Good. So where did you learn about this? What excites you about it? 
Um, I have learned about it just through hearing people talk through um, different types of learning about social emotional growth and development through different um, places like conscious discipline, love and logic, some other places like that, um, which those are more school aged but can be used in the home or school programs can be used at the home and back and forth. Um, but this is more of a, a home like this parenting style with that. So to me, it seems like, like the, the struggle on it on the ground, right. Is so you, you know, you have kids and I'm in the throes of little kids. And so you're, um, kid A is, you know, running around the house like crazy and you want him to settle down. Kid B, you know, is fussing. Kid C is taking toys out of a bin and throwing them on the ground, which is kind of my Tuesday. But like, I think the key maybe for me would be like, it's the parent checking their emotions. Like they almost have to like disassociate from like how they're, how they're speaking to the kids and what they're feeling. Is that correct? Yes. And maybe some example, like how would parent, how would a parent like me work on that if I'm struggling yes. with that? Yes. And That's I good think, question. I think it's knowing yourself, like what are your triggers? What are the things that your kid does it and you're immediately like, and we're done <laughs> and my temper's risen? Because there are things like every person has their limit and the things that are their trigger points. And it's different between husband and wife. So yay for having two parents if you do if you don't like it's good to know like even as a teacher in the classroom i have to know what my levels are so that i can respond if i know that they're pushing it and they know that they're going to get it like to say hey i need you to sit down because i need to take a break and i'm going to breathe you know and then you can think through it yourself to be able to talk with your kids so uh, give us an example um you've got child a child b like what uh, Pastor Josh was saying, child A is losing their mind and child B starts climbing up the, uh, I don't know, the bookcase. This <laughs> never happens at your no, house, never. I'm sure, Pastor. Um, how, how would this kind of parenting style handle that moment? So I think there is no one response to any situation. Like you have to know that there's never going to be a time when you're saying, Hey, we need to do it. A lot of times it's saying, I need you to climb down because that bookcase could fall over and it's going to hurt you. So I think it's talking through the logistical steps of why we're asking you to not do what's happening. A lot of times kids, you just say, no, no, no. And you don't give the reason of that shelf is not made to hold your weight and it's going to fall over and it's going to fall on you and you're going to get hurt really badly. There are a lot of times with your other child is like, here, let's sit here and we're going to sit and we're going to breathe. So talking with your child about how you're regulating and saying, I'm starting to feel frustrated right now. I can feel my emotions rising, so I'm going to breathe and I'm going to take a minute before I talk with you because I don't want to talk with you where I'm at right now. And yeah. giving yourself time and saying, you think about what we're going to talk about as well. Give them time because then you're able to talk with them in a place, in a space where you're in a better place. They have a time to calm down too because if they're screaming around the house, like they're not in a space, in a frame of mind to be able to talk. Now you're going to 
as you sit down and have your conversations, um, gentle parenting isn't a don't do that, sweetheart, because it's not safe. Like, right. It's very important that you do have your boundaries around why you're asking them to not do it and to give them choices because everybody likes their choices, um, but giving them choices of things that you're okay with. Not all the time are they going to be okay with their choices, but giving them those options. Yeah, I, I like that for two reasons. One is we know that with love and logic that choices really do work. But I like that it's modeling how I'm handling my emotion in the minute. Explaining that to my child, like I don't want to get angry and I'm moving that way. Mm-hmm. I, there's another parent um, that I work with, uh, a couple, and uh, they have a thermometer that they talk about. I'm mm-hmm. getting in the red, and I don't want to be in the red, mm-hmm. so I have to take a time out. And that's almost a modeling and teaching your child when they feel that way, maybe at school or playing with a friend or interacting with a parent. I'm feeling in the red. I need to take a time out. Yes. And I think it helps children to understand that even adults don't have it perfectly done right and it's our chance to model to our children what to do and how to do it um i think there are times that people do have that contradiction of your actions control my how i'm feeling but i think that it even jesus in the bible like if we're talking about it he even said you know i'm frustrated right now and I'm calling you to the line to stop, please. Well, is it so much your actions control or your actions impact? I think it's more impact yeah. and, and saying that there is that consequence. Now, your children should not be running your emotions. Like, that's an, an unhealthy place to be. But for them to say, I'm going to take a break so that I can calm down so that we can talk about this and resolve the issue, not in a yelling or manner that it's like hey like we're just stopping now because I said so but in this talking it through so that way they understand the whys of rules and the whys of boundaries and the whys of working through their emotions but it doesn't sound like it's like emotionless like it's not like I'm just Mm -hmm. always here like because I think like you know that you brought up the example of Jesus like Jesus did get angry and he drove people out of the temple right like his children were you know messing up his house and so he got mad but it's interesting like he braided a whip so he like paused and checked his emotions before he reacted the way they did and so is it is it fair to say you know in that vein that this this approach to parenting is is keeping your emotions in check to make sure you're being intentional. So if I if I do need to raise my voice to help my kid understand that daddy's really serious about this, as long as I'm doing it from a sense of I've thought that through, or or gentle parenting say I should never raise my voice. Um, that is a great question. Like I'm still kind of digging into it more and more myself, but I believe, and as I as a teacher come into this. Like, there has to be those boundaries as well. Like, if we're coming into it without, like, checking ourselves and finding that space in that place. Like, I wouldn't say we'd come in being like, okay, I'm going to be dumping over the entire synagogue. But but for that intentionality of we are going to stop, we're 
putting these boundaries around this behavior? Well, I think, I think it's impossible to not hit red as a parent. It's impossible not to have a moment where get out of the street because there's a car coming. But if I'm always parenting in the red, if I'm always at that high emotion Mm -hmm. and yelling or operating out of anger, then like I've said this to parents before, they may not know if the house is on fire or if they're in trouble, this is urgent, yeah. or is this just Donna, mom yelling again? Yeah, because there's, there's nowhere to go, right? Right. So if, if I'm always in the red, yeah. I've maxed it out, and they don't know, I'm really serious right now. This is urgent. Yeah, and I see this with my kids, too. Like, they become desensitized to stimuli. Yeah. So, like, the first time they might watch the show, they love it. And then it kind of wanes as they watch it, you know, for the trillionth time or whatever. And I think it's the same with our vocal tone. Like they become desensitized to the to daddy being mad because daddy's always mad or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Or reactive. Here's mom just slamming the door again, you know, because she's always slamming the door. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't even phase them. It's Correct. just, it's just, that's just normal. Correct. But I like, I like what you're saying, Janae. Um, I wish I'd had that a little bit with parenting. Cause I think it's again, teaching them how to manage their emotion also. I, and you as a parent can even be, um, as you've modeled this a little bit, do you need to take a time out? So you like mommy did, so you can get this thought together or whatever. So you can pull it together. Yep. Because uh, again, I think especially as much as I hate to say it coming out of the pandemic, we lost some of those social skills, some of how to behave in classrooms, how to behave with other people. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of giving them those cues and teaching them how to do that. Yeah. And I think it really will help them to learn how to listen to their emotions, learn how to see how their emotions are affecting others around them and taking that time like to say, I'm sorry, to be able to look outwardly. So when you're talking about your emotions and how their actions are helping you to either calm down or to feel like they're forgiven again and be able to start new, it helps them to start to regulate and help see how they can act in social situations. Yeah. And I think that reality of like for us as parents, like if we're parenting our kids away from other parents, like, you know, I I hate to say it, but there's a reality that like I parent my kids a little, probably a little better when others are watching. Like I, you know, that's just honest, but it's the truth. Like, so that being around other people pushes me to kind of pay attention to how I'm parenting my kids a little more. And as we have been removed from as many people, we're not, we kind of just get in our rhythms and some of the times those rhythms aren't healthy. And so to be reminded to, to check ourselves and check our emotions and our parenting, I think is really, really valuable. Well, and I became aware too, as a parent that it's not just other parents who are watching, but then their peers are watching too. Mm. And we never want to put our stu- our uh, child in a situation where, um, they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there were times um, I had to remove my son so I could speak to him more authoritatively and because I didn't want to embarrass him. But he knew. He knew that, <laughs> hey, we're, we need to go step over here. That, yeah. <laughs> you know it's coming then. Yay, yeah. yeah, this is going to be great. Um, th- so uh, one other piece I want to talk about um, is if I'm a parent – and I've got younger kids, and I'm hearing this, and maybe I've parented out of space that wasn't always the most gentle. Where's the grace? 
Because I might listen to this and go, oh, great. Now I'm, I've messed up. I've messed my kids up. Because that's kind of our go-to as parents. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, where's the grace in this and learning new ways of parenting and trying those out? I think the grace is in the fact that God loves you right where you're at. And he is the one that teaches us, helps us to check our emotions if we're asking him to. And and it's a good thing for our kids to see too, where it's like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like I yelled at you and that was just a little thing. Um, I could have done that differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that gives your kids that grace too. And it's never too late to start. Like yeah. forgiveness is never too late. Um, and I think giving yourself the grace to say, okay, I'm still learning. Like we're all growing. I know that even for myself, learning my own social emotional needs has been a journey of a many year. And so giving yourself grace to know yourself better. And I think the more that you know yourself better, you're going to kind of see yourself in your kids because they (laughs) reflect off of you a lot and you'll be able to see like, Hey, if I would have done that, I would do that differently now, knowing how I'd want somebody to respond to me. Yeah, I think that is the biggest thing that has changed in parenting over the years. I think when my parents parented, there wasn't a transparency. There was not an apology. I think my generation of parenting tried to begin doing that, and I see parents doing it, really striving for that a little bit more when they maybe have overreacted or whatever, to be like, I'm sorry, I, I had a really long day, and... I wish I'd done that differently. I think there's so much value in that. Yeah. I wish my parents had known that a little <laughs> bit, you know? Yeah, yeah so I, my brother, when uh, my youngest, my oldest was born, um, and I was talking about how like how crazy it is to just even put clothes on them. Like, you feel like you're going to break them. And my brother made the comment that I've kind of carried with me that, you know, it's hard to break them. That's what he said. It's hard to break them. And I think we got to remember that like kids are resilient. And so like as a parent, like I'm always striving to do the best I can. I always want to, you know, love my kids and I always want to be in the right emotional state. And I want to always set the right boundaries and the right consequences and all that's important. But the reality is, is like, I am going to mess my kids up a little bit, but, but they're going to be okay. Um, and that's, and that's whatever I get to put it in God's hands. I get to do everything I can do, but then I, at the end of the day, I put it in God's hands and I get a new day tomorrow. Like they're going to go to sleep tonight. They're going to forget what happened today. And I'm going to get a new day tomorrow to try to keep my emotions level, to try to love them, to try to set good boundaries, to try to, you know, do all the things that we get to do as parents. Yeah. Well said. Very well said. Yeah. And I think it's really important to know that with gentle parenting, it doesn't mean no boundaries. Mm. We, I think that's very important for children. And a lot of times we can forget that as adults because we just are overwhelmed and we're like, well, it's fine for this time. But I think those steady boundaries that you lay and you just, without raising your voice, you keep and hold the same boundaries. That's going to be key. And let, and lay those boundaries in your call as the parent. Yes. We're not, we don't get to be their friend. <laughs> no. We are the parent. And um, you get to be the parent the rest of your life. Um, it's just how that parenting role changes. Later, the friendship kind of comes into play a little bit. But, yeah, not, not at this time in life, not when they're littles. Sorry, parents, but, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Anything else? What do you, what do you take away? Jo- Pastor Josh, we always talk about our takeaway. What's your takeaway today? Um, I think just that you can be gentle in your parenting and not be a pushover. Like that's kind of what I was hearing come through that you, uh, because I think sometimes we put, you know, gentle or we put gentle and like being a pushover, but that we can set boundaries and still be, be gentle with them because they're little like they are, but they're, you know, so we can be gentle and not be pushovers. I like it. Janae, what's your takeaway? I like the thought that we can always start new. It doesn't have to be a, I've not done it right for a long time, but you can start right from where you're at and it doesn't matter. Yeah. That resiliency that pastor Josh, that you talked about gives us some grace because, um, yeah, we're on this side of heaven. We're not going to be the perfect parent. Um, but we have a great father who loves us deeply and he is the perfect parent. And yeah. he showers us with that grace and that newness each day. Yeah, and I think God has made us responsible for our kids, but he's ultimately in charge of them. Like if he says, you know, a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground apart from his will, he's ultimately the one in charge of our kids. We're just responsible for them. Um, and he loves them yes, more than we do. We do. Yeah, Isn't amen. that crazy? Yeah. All right, well, great. Thank you guys for joining us at the Village Table today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back with us next week. Take care.